Hi, welcome to Wonderful and Strange. I'm PJ. I'm Celia. And this week we did As Above, So Below, directed by John Eric Dowdle. I think that's how you pronounce it. Mm. But before we get into that, what have you been up to this week? Well, more of the same sort of thing that I've been doing in the last couple of weeks. But I did watch Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> is it on Netflix? And, um, I think it is. I feel yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, what, yeah that's what I saw, yeah. I yeah. feel like they've put that on, and I feel like they've also put Quarantine on as well. I'm sure. They are yeah. trolling the shit out of us right now. It's yeah, like, so hey, yeah. why not watch these? Because you're in lockdown. But it made me think, I know <laughs> out of all, all the horror movies that we've watched, all the evil characters or mm-hmm. whatever, the, the villains in horror movies, none of them is more sinister than Betsy the Monkey in Outbreak. <laughs> she was everywhere. Everywhere she went, she bit people. Oh, no. She, and then she was moving in on a, a little girl's house. She, oh. I've not she watched it for a long time. I might watch it. I feel oh, like now's the time. That monkey gives me the chills. She really, she frightens me more than almost any other fictional Maybe we should character. cover it for the podcast, seeing as it's should. all happening right now. Apart from the, the monkey is, though, thing. On the other side of that, Shifty it's monkey. not her fault. No. It was never she was trapped in her own country where she unfortunately came into contact with the, the virus. Mm. She didn't know she had it. <laughs> she just she she was innocent and yet she's so sinister. Yeah. Oh. Oh monkey. No, it's real. Bitey monkey. It's a life lesson, isn't it? It is. It is. She oh she sends me shivers. <laughs> Sends me shivers. Sends me shivers. Yeah. I've not watched it for ages, but I need to watch it's it again, good. I think. Dustin Hoffman's quite um, sassy. Mm. I like Dustin not Hoffman. I really like him. Yeah. I like him as an actor. I really like yeah. Tootsie. Have you ever seen Tootsie? Yeah. Oh, I love yeah, Tootsie. Tootsie. It was great. Tootsie's great. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What have I done this week? Not a lot. No. I bought, I bought yeah. Pikmin 3 for the uh, Switch. So I've been playing that. I love it. It's so cute. What is that? It's like... Pac-Man? Pikmin. What's Pikmin? Pikmin. So it's... the fir- I had the first one for the GameCube and it was like a, an astronaut crashes on a planet oh. in space yeah. and, 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 and it's all unfamiliar territory. It's kind of a similar idea for the third one. And then he finds this little leaf in the ground and he pulls it and it's a little... It's yeah. a little, like a little sort of man with a leaf on its head, and it's and it's a Pikmin, and he's like, oh, and then he's like, oh, it's following me round, and then and he's like, oh, I can get it to do stuff, and then he finds different coloured ones that do different stuff. So you like, Ooh. yeah, so they like push things for you and like lift things for you and stuff. So is it a bit like worms? No, it's like it's sort of a bit puzzly, but like with these little little things little pikmin things yeah but it's really cute i love it it's really nice yeah i've been enjoying it um what did we overcooked overcooked that wasn't relaxing that is goddamn stressful that was intense me me and rab play it sometimes and and it's stressful (laughs) it's so intense it is Trying to make trying to make sushi, trying to make burgers, it's the worst because you've got to like make the burger and then cook the burger and then assemble oh. it and it, oh god, it's horrible. But I love it. Dishes. I'm always the raccoon. I like to be the raccoon chef. Good choice. He's my favourite. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I've been doing. Not a lot. Red Dead Redemption. Ooh. Again. 
What, the second one or the horse. first one? Second one. Second one, yeah. Um, and I found his horse. And I was like, that's a cool horse. So I started riding it. And I was riding it for ages. And it was black and white with, like, white eyelashes. Oh. And then, for some unknown reason, I looked it up. And apparently it's, like, one of the rarest horses in the game. And I had no idea. That's good. Um, so I put it in a stable for safekeeping. Yeah, you've got to keep it. Keep that rare horse. I've got to keep... <laughs> Keep my special black and white horse safe. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. I don't think that's the point of the game, but that's. I how think I it is it. every point of the game. If you're going to be a cowboy, you have to collect I'm horses. That's what you. That's what you no, do. I'm picking, Rare, picking unusual, spotting horses. Spotting horses. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure that's the whole point of the game. Pretty much. Yeah. That's the beauty of it, though. You can kind of do what you want, really. Like if you've completed you it, you, you can want. just yeah. go around and do stuff yeah yeah pretty good yeah what an exciting week i know we're we're crazy people we are crazy but in that week we have watched as above so below yeah 2014 did it remind you of the goonies it did not remind me of the goonies it reminded me of the descent yeah it reminded me of the descent it was like that too yeah yeah and yeah it was directed by john eric dowdle he also did quarantine um, and he also did I think I think that I think that Quarantine is a remake of Wreck but I'm not sure alright he did the Poughkeepsie tapes and he did Devil which are all very interesting Devil's quite good it's about uh, some people in a lift they're all trapped in a lift with the devil and they don't know who it is oh mm. yeah it oh. scored a 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb and the synopsis is Team of explorers head into the catacombs of Paris and embark on a journey of discovery and terror. Basically, that is what happened. It's the first film was... production to gain permission to be actually filmed in the catacombs of France. I was wondering, wondering that because mm-hmm. quite a lot of it looked quite realistic, but then obviously there were some bits which clearly would. would I imagine some of like it was probably bits and stuff like that. Yeah, I think some of it probably yeah. was soundstage, but a lot of it was filmed yeah. actually in there, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, so the first time I watched it, I kind of took it at face value as some people went into the catacombs, got lost and came back again because some freaky shit happened. But then on further reading it, it's an allegory for Dante's Inferno. So before we start, I'm going to do a little sort of summary of Dante's Inferno because I found it quite interesting. I did a lot of reading on it. So... Yeah, so basically, the phrase as above, so below is a translation from Hermes Trismegistus. I'm not sure if I've said that right. But it basically means on earth as it is in heaven, or there's loads of like different interpretations of it, but it's basically as one thing is, another mm. thing is as well, kind of thing. Which like kind of comes. Yeah, so it kind of comes into play like during the film. And there's like. And I think it's part of it's part of hermetic law, this guy, and the principle of correspondence, and it's one of the seven principles of the universe. I didn't go down that rabbit hole because I was like, I can't, there's too much. Yeah. So, well, yeah, you don't want to yeah. get lost in a, in a vortex of there was a philosophy. Lot. There was a lot. I was like, I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do it. So, so, yeah, so Dante's Inferno... Is the first part of three in Dante Alighieri's poem *The Divine Comedy*, and it's the first section. And it basically describes Dante's journey through hell, who is guided by the Roman poet Virgil. 
Hell is depicted as nine concentric circles of torment located within the earth, increasing in wickedness and ending at the centre of the earth where Satan is. And it's basically him going through it and then coming out, basically. Yeah. So, So, yeah, so there's nine circles. The first is Limbo, which is apparently those who never knew that Christ existed. The second is Lust. The third is Gluttony, so those who overindulge. The fourth is Greed. The fifth is wrath, so they're angry people. Sixth is heresy, which is rejection of religious and or political norms, which I thought was quite interesting. Mm. The seventh is violence, but that's split into three sections, which is outer, middle and inner. So there's violence against people and property, violence against themselves, and then violence against God and nature. The eighth circle is fraud, and then the ninth circle is treachery, where Satan lives. And that's in four sections, which is Cana, which is family, Antinora, which is political or national, Ptolemia, which is other people, and Judica, which is Christ, which I thought I found quite interesting. So if he basically if he enters this these nine circles of hell and is successful, he can enter paradise. So yeah, that's that's basically like a brief outline of it. It's really long, so Sure, it's quite long. Yeah, so basically each member of this crew that's in this this catacombs area is basically facing their own sins or demons and they've got to kind of make peace with it or atone for the sins to get out. That's basically what... Mm. That's basically what is happening. And yeah, so I'll go, like, just sort of briefly describing that. I'll kind of mention which bit is which, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's really it's really interesting and I was like, oh I feel so philosophical now and I've learned something. So I never really sort of knew about it. I'd I'd heard of it There's but a not lot of philosophy that I don't know about. Yeah, I'd kinda of heard about it but never sort of looked into it. So it's quite I found yeah. it quite interesting. Um the catacombs of Paris I did a virtual tour of the catacombs of Paris while while we were in lockdown. Yeah, I did. It's basically like a Google Maps of it. So it's it's all right. It's quite interesting. It's mm. yeah, it's it's made of limestone and it contains the remains of several million Parisians because there was a public health issue in the late 18th century which were tied to the city cemeteries and I feel like they were maybe like overcrowded. So yeah. they basically transferred them to this underground site, and it used See, to be a quarry. Next time, next time you want to complain about your job, yeah, you could have been doing be this. Glad you weren't a Parisian grave transferer. Exactly. Yeah, next, it was. Next time you've, got a, you've had a tough shift, and you're like, oh well, that was hard work. Yeah, you're not doing that at, at least. Parisian <laughs> grave transferer. Yeah. Yeah. So it was formerly the tomb Isoir quarries which is a limestone quarry, uh, and it was under the plain of Montreux and it collapsed, which meant a lot of it was closed and they didn't use it. So then they were like, we've got all this space, we'll just put people in there. That's a good idea. And the Oz... Is it the Osri? I'm probably butchering all this French because I'm not well, very good at French. Despite looking French, I can't speak it. The Oz- <laughs> Do you look like you would fit in I would, in yes. Yeah. When when you walk down the street in a market and there's people like talking French at you, you maybe think, yeah, maybe people are right. And then you're like, I don't know what you're saying, pal. I'm English. Don't know. Don't I think when you, you speak, they know. Yeah. This is it. If I don't so speak, it's fine. I open my gob and they're like, 
Mm, yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. This Oz Osuri is one of the largest and one of a few underground sort of whatever it is. It's kind of like a a monument almost, I suppose. And it's the bones which were loosely piled in there were carefully organised in walls. And it's rows of tibia alternating with skulls and then the remaining bones put behind the wall as those tended to be smaller fragments from being moved to the quarry. So there you go. Who do you think made the decision to to organise it that way? No idea. It's it's a weird one, isn't it? It's a strange one. Like, guys, I've had an idea. Let's do this. Decorative yeah. or something that they didn't realise was going to be a tourist. Like, it's only a tourist attraction because it's decorative. Yeah, that's true. I think it's a lot of it there. isn't decorative, but it's just that mm. that particular part yeah, is. But yeah, but yeah, it's quite it's quite interesting stuff. Mm. Just a bit of background. Would you, if you were in Paris, would you go, though? Yeah, I'd totally go. Would you? Yeah, but not. I wouldn't I'd break be, in illegally. I'd, I would go with a tour guide. You'd go on a proper tour. Go yes. on a proper tour. Yeah, I wouldn't break in because... Tour. Because I don't want this shit to happen to me. <laughs> Basically, I, I I don't know if I'd go. I, don't I would. Know. I'm inter- I'd be interested to see it. I've always had quite an interest in it because when I went to Paris, I was too young to go, and it was on a school yeah. trip, so I couldn't be it's like, "Hey guys, activity. let's go visit this." Yeah. So that's a little bit of background. I'll get into the uh, the notes now. Yeah. On the film, there's a bus, and we've got Scarlett, who is our main protagonist. She's talking into a camera and saying that she's crossed the Iranian border. I'm just telling you this in case I'm found and something goes wrong kind of thing. And she's like... like Tomb Raider, wasn't it? She was like Tomb Raider. All I could think of it, it was like Tomb Raider at the the beginning of it. Tomb Raider. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, I come here of my own free will. I entered here. It was my decision. Nobody else's decision kind of thing. So you kind of get the impression she ain't meant to be there. And she's kind of incognito going through all these streets and then she finds this guy who is her friend, apparently. And then he's like, if I get caught with you, I am in serious trouble. And then he opens this little tunnel in his house um, and you can hear this, like, alarm going off. And I think what is going to happen is they're going to demolish whatever this is that she's trying to get into. So it's kind of... Time is of the essence, they need to find, she needs to find whatever it is she needs to find. And it's like all red lights down there and you can hear this like alarm going off. It's really stressful. I was so stressed. I was like, oh, get out of there. It was, it was, it's pretty intense, wasn't it? It's very unsafe. Yeah. And then she finds this tablet that she's looking at and she's like, oh, this is quite interesting. But then she starts knocking it through and he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, well, they're blowing it up anyway. It doesn't matter. So she basically kicks through this thing and then she yeah. finds this like massive bull head. It's like a giant bull, isn't it's it? It's like a minotaur yeah. bull head sort of thing. Yeah. There is a significance to it, but I couldn't tell you what it is because I'm not an architect. I'm not Indiana Jones. So she says it's the rose key that she's been looking for, basically. And she scans all the markings of it with the camera, doesn't she? Um, and she's mm. sort of saying that her father had searched for this for years and... Finally, she's found so, it. Because she's, she's got um, video of all the writing on it. She can translate. Translate it later. So if it gets destroyed, she's still got the information. That's it. That was, but then she's yeah. like, we got to get out of here because it's going to explode. So the guy in the meantime who she was with has gone because he's like, I've got family. Yeah. I yeah. am not doing this. Fair I'm off. Enough. He yeah. absolutely 
gets the F out of there, which you definitely would. She starts running. There's an explosion. It's really intense. So she's off. She manages to get out. And this guy helps her out and he's like, for goodness sake, like, that was really close. And then he's like, you're just like your dad, you know, questing for the thing that you need. And she's really happy because she's got it. And then he says to her, be careful because sometimes a quest is a path to madness and it doesn't end well Well, for people. Often in movies, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you get your title card. But it's really, like, really small amount of credits because it's kind of found footagey sort of you know so we get yeah so it's scarlet marlow she's she's on camera and she's basically reaming off all these like accolades that she's got she's got phd in archaeology she's fluent in four languages she's studied this that and alchemy there's everything like basically everything she knows everything about everything sort of ignorant but who is fluent in four languages as in that's a lot there's a lot of people who are, I guess. I don't think I can remember that many words. I can barely remember English sometimes. Yeah, it's impressive. <laughs> I suppose so, if you did start young. Some pe- Yeah, I think if you start young, this is the thing. I feel like, like people in other countries, obviously they have their own language, but they learn English at a very young age, so they're always mm-hmm. very fluent in both. And, and like when yeah. you see people like switch between, I'm just like, I, I don't understand how you do that. It's just like so yeah, quick. If, if your goal is to learn another language, if you don't learn it in childhood... Mm, it's harder in adulthood, it, definitely. It's much, much harder. You can still master it, but it's much, much harder. Whereas yeah. children can take... I really think, I think like like younger children should learn languages. Because yeah. I think, I think the, the attitude of this country is like, oh, everyone speaks English and I hate it, it really annoys me. It's hard, though, because what language... Say you've, you've got a child who's about to start learning a language. What language should they learn? Mm, I'd probably start with French. Yeah. Or Spanish. Spanish. Mm. What about something obscure? Or Swedish. Aramaic. Swedish. Finnish. Swedish. Mm. But, uh, anyway. yeah, basically, yeah, she's she knows everything. She, she basically says that her, her dad insisted that she learn all these things, so... It's very, very Lara Croft, Tomb Raider-esque, sort of, because I'm sure, like, her dad was an archaeologist and made her do it, maybe. Does she say, like, she knows martial arts and stuff as well? She's like, I know martial arts, and I was like, I wish I'd been forced to do all that shit when I was younger, because I'd be so much cooler now, because I could do all this stuff. It's weird, isn't it? Like, when you're an adult, you're like, well, why didn't I learn all this cool stuff when I was young? But when you're a child, you're like, oh, I don't want to learn anything. Yeah, yeah I regret it's a it. Weird number of things in my childhood yeah i know them now yeah and you'd be good at it not knowing them yeah that's it so yeah she's talking about the philosopher's stone and i think like her dad wanted to find this philosopher's stone it's mm. based there's like a a theory that it turns metals to gold and it heals people so her dad kind of specialized in alchemy the alchemy side of, of archaeology yeah. And I'm sure somebody asked if he was unstable. Does she say hanged himself? Does mm. she mention that? I think she mentions that at this point. Yeah. And then she starts talking about Nicholas Flamel, which is like the origin of where this Philosopher's Stone thing comes in. Apparently it's the same thing as Harry Potter. It's the same Well, it did thing. enter my mind. I was saying you, it wasn't, mm. they weren't talking about finding harry potter book yeah but it's the but, same thing like it's the yeah, same, it's the same mythological, mythological thing kind of yeah yeah thing yeah so yeah he basically this nicholas flamel guy apparently developed this stone 
and she's been trying to find it for ages and had no luck, but now she's found this rose key, which is kind of like um, a Rosetta Stone type of deal, which kind of unlocks passages to something else to find it, basically. But she was like, I can't translate it myself, but I know someone who can. And then she basically ends up going to this church and she says, this guy that I know breaks into places and fixes stuff because... Why not? I've got plenty that he could. It's very strange, very strange thing, but he breaks and enters somewhere and then fixes their stuff. Fixes things. Yeah, it's weird. So, but you see, I bet he only targets like cool, like listed buildings. He doesn't come around and fix like. I think it's a more specialized. I'm assuming clocks. Clocks is his thing, apparently, because he fixes his clock, doesn't he? Uh, We find out his name is George, and she's like, "Hi, George," and he's like, "No, before you ask me, I'm not doing anything." And then uh, she's like, "Who's this guy?" And then she's like, "Oh, it's Benji. He's documenting my search for the stone. He's making a documentary about it, so he's recording everything." They start talking to each other. He is not happy with her. And then you get to the the last time they were together was in Turkey. And he's like, yeah, I ended up in jail in Turkey. And you left me. So I'm not doing anything for you. Bit harsh. Yeah. She's, he's like, I am not doing anything for you. I'm not doing it. And he's, he's having none of it. And then she's like, I found the rose key, George. I need you to translate it. I found it in Iran. But I can't translate aramaic basically and then he's just like you are insane and they leave and then he's fixed this clock and uh it's very loud this clock so it definitely works because i was like good grief definitely works. and then he was saying um it was like people are hearing the church bells and the clock in this church for the first time in like 200 years or something and i was like god people will be like scared because <laughs> they were yeah because if there's like no noise and then this massive night, they'll be like, yeah. Jesus, what's that? Oh, it's the You'd church. You'd assume it was a, a terrible omen, wouldn't you? But I kind of liked, I kind of liked that that it was like, yeah, people haven't heard it in two hundred years and now it works. I thought I was like, that's really cool, and I was like, I get why he does it now. So then he's like, right, I'll translate it, and that's it. I'm not doing anything else. Yeah. So then they go to a museum. And he basically says, we've got 10 minutes to look at this tablet. And they're kind of looking at it and she, and he's like, well, there's nothing there that would say where this thing is. And then she works out that there's something on the back. So she takes it off the wall in this museum and he's like, what the hell are you doing? And she's like, I'm taking it off. I'm taking it off. And then she uh, she puts this stuff on the back of it and then sets fire to it and he's like oh my god what are you doing what are you actually doing yeah you really shouldn't set fire to any exhibits in a museum at all and it uncovers this little piece of writing at the back and they're like "Ooh, that's intriguing and then uh, it says something about something that's lost is regained the darkest gate which they figure is hell and she's kind of looking at her dad's notes as well so apparently 741 was the number of the devil originally not 666 uh i think it was something to do with like the syllables in in a king's name or something maybe but i'm not overly sure about it but anyway so then they work out that 370.5 feet under this tombstone is where the stone is and then they're like but how do you get to it? And she's like, ah ha ha, the catacombs of Paris. That's where you'll get into it. So they map out where these catacombs are, where they think the stone is, and then they're like, there's no catacombs there. So how are we going to get there? But then they say that 
they basically look at these three places that collapsed in 1744. So they're like, well, there must have been a tunnel there because everything sunk around that part of the area. So basically they're like, it's a secret tunnel. And I was like, oh my God, it's so like Tomb Raider. I love it. They're going to get, they're going to unlock a key and then they're going to push a thing and then they're going to find it and it's going to be amazing. So yeah, basically she's like, we have to go and look at this. And he's like, I am not going down there. I am claustrophobic and I don't want to be down there. He doesn't want to go. Apparently that guy is genuinely claustrophobic. So he had to have... He didn't even have to act. No, he had had to like take breaks all the time because... He was freaking out when he was under there. And I was like, oh, God, like, suffering for your art. Yeah. I know. So then uh, they uh, decide to go on a tour of the catacombs to kind of scope it out and see what's going on. And there's this woman who's like, will you keep up? What are you doing? Like, trying to keep control of a group. She's not yeah, doing it very poor, well. poor tour group leader. She's not doing it very well because they're just faffing about and they're kind of like, we need we need to know where where we're going. And then they hear this voice and the, and he's like, ask Papillon, he'll help you. And they turn round and there's this dude just sat there, like this young guy, like, yeah. yeah, he's like, ask him, he'll know. And they're like, oh, okay, thanks, that's great. And then they sort of turn around to chat again, turn around again, he ain't there. And mm. they're like, oh. He's vanished. Oh. Where'd he go? Oh, that's weird. Don't think about it. So then uh, they go to a nightclub, which apparently there was an actual sort of club night going on there at that time and there was a DJ on and stuff. So it was like... Oh, they, was actually filmed in They just nightclub. basically went into a nightclub, yeah. So they're kind of looking... Uh, there's a when they're filming uh, this uh, like this exit. There's a woman that comes out and stares right at the camera, and yeah. she comes back a couple of times. Does and she? I, yeah. And I think it's something to do with Benji having a family at home, but like wanting to sort of cheat on his family and stuff. Oh. I think that's kind of his shtick. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, he kind of he follows her with the camera. It's really weird. Then they find Papillon. In this meantime, he's still filming this woman because she's, like, outside and the, he's inside, but he's filming her. It's really odd. I was like, don't do that. It's weird. That's a bit weird. So uh, she she kind of goes on this sales pitch to Papillon and she's like, hey, uh, want to help me go get the stone out of the ground in the catacombs? I've heard that you know about it. And he's kind of like, why, why would I help you? I'm not doing it. And then she's well, like, yeah, there's treasure down there in it for you. And he's like, ooh, I'm intrigued. All right, then. Does he actually believe her, though? Because he sort of comes across as this guy who really knows I... the catacombs really, really well. He knows everything about them. And then he's suddenly like... But if he, yeah, because if he does know them that well, surely he'd be like, well, if there was, I'd have seen it by now. And I'd have taken yeah. it. But yeah, yeah, for some reason, he gets on board. He's like, yeah, cool. All suppose, right, I'll do it. I'll assemble way. a team yeah. and take them. So then it cuts to the next day or whatever and they're outside a van like getting all the sort of climbing gear and torches and stuff ready. George is still adamant at this point that he ain't going. He it's is. And then they basically say like there's no phone reception down there and all that kind of stuff. So then Papillon introduces him to Zeb, which is, uh, he's like a climber. So if there's any awkward bits to get into like he's the guy that he would recommend basically and then he he introduces him to Susie who is a banshee (laughs) and I was like I like the Susie and the banshees reference I feel like that goes over people's heads in other countries because 
They're not that. They're not. Yeah, they were British as well, and I think yeah, maybe like British Europe kind of thing. But yeah, I liked it. I was like Susie. Hong Kong Garden is one of my favourite songs. I love it. I don't know it at all. It's very good. They're planning the route. How they're gonna get in there? And then they notice that he has a scar on his hand as Papillon, and and they kind of like, what's the deal with that scar on his hand? And they're like, he doesn't like to talk about it, but we'll find out later why. And then. Basically, they're kind of saying, you know, you might run out of supplies, you might hurt yourself down there, you might get eaten by rats and all this kind of stuff. And and I'm like, you're not really encouraging them to want to go down there. And then he starts doing a Robert De Niro impression for some reason. I don't know why. And then they do a weird rap session as well. I don't know why. And I was (laughs) like, God, point a camera at people. They do some weird, weird stuff. So then they're like, right. We've got to be quick because there'll be police looking about. So we've got to be in and getting in so we don't get in bother. So this they kind of go a really long way round, like through this train track and tunnel to get there. Yeah. It's really weird. And then uh, it gets to worst graffiti ever, <laughs> which is Papillon's tag. And it's basically Pap with an exclamation mm. mark. And I was like, that's rubbish. Like, it's not the best name for yourself, is it? It's not the best pap, tag. Pap. No. Yeah. No. They're going down this this small passage. George is still adamant he ain't going. But then the police turn up yeah. and they're like, What are you doing? So they're like, shit. So they all have to like pile into this tiny gap. George ends up going in and he was like, I didn't want to come here. I was adamant I wasn't coming yeah, in here. Oh. And it's like, he is, you are now. So they get in. They manage to get in, the police don't follow them. So they're like, right, we're going to continue our journey. And then uh, you see again his shit tag on the wall, Pap. And he's like... Yeah. So obviously he's been there before. Pap. 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 Oh. <sighs> so they're wading through this water at this point to like get to these catacombs. I, d- I, I don't know. I water. It's not a good colour. It, well, no. no. And they were saying, like, there's candles there, so obviously people have been there, but I think that's yeah. them, like, obviously, that have been being in and going in there kind of thing. Yeah. And then you hear there's people chanting, like, in this room, and they're like, oh, yeah, there's loads of weirdos they, that come down here. They were quite curious, those They were quite curious. women. They gave me a, a bit of a chill. But one of the women was that woman that came out of the club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was weird, and they have like they were all like the faces were painted, and they had robes on and yeah, stuff. And I was like, because at first I thought that was gonna be like something to do with it, which it kind of wasn't really. But no, it's just just setting just, scene, just there, just people being weird. Then um, they have to like they end up having to go through this like little tiny hole, and there's loads of bones on it, and they've got to mm. like crawl through it. It's, ugh, it was horrible. I don't, I didn't like it. They really did have to crawl over a lot of bones for that bit. Yeah, and they're kind of saying, no, nobody's really happy that they have to do this. And then uh, Papillon's kind of saying, you don't know, like, you don't, you've not been down here, you don't understand, he, like, and he, and he, say, he says, like, you don't know which tunnels are collapsed, you don't know which ones are full of water. And then he says, you don't know which are evil, which is mm. a weird thing to say. And I was like, ooh. I think they're all a little bit evil. It's all a little Maybe. bit evil, just yeah. A, just a chance. Just a mm. smidge. Yeah. So this bit kind of signifies they're in purgatory because it's kind of that kind of non-area kind of thing. So he starts talking about his friend Latope and he says, Latope lived here 
because there's a there's a tunnel that she wants to go in instead of crawling on these bones. Yeah, and he's and like, he's I like, no. ain't going down there. No. Nope. No. And he's like, Latope went down there and never came back, so I'm not going in there. So no one's happy. They've got to crawl over these bones. Benji gets stuck and absolutely freaks out. So she's trying to talk him out, but she can't talk to him. But finally managed to get him out. And then the tunnel collapses behind him. And then they get out but they're in the same tunnel that they were before they went yeah. in. So they're like, yeah, well, that's weird. Have we just gone round or something? I guess like when you're in there, it's really disorientating. So you could have gone round. Well, and, do you know what I mean? That's it's weird. Like his, but, that's like they're moving into like a different zone. Now. Yeah, this is, this is kind of the purgatory bit because they kind of don't really know where they're going and, and they're yeah. really confused. So basically they're like... Right, well, we can't go down there because it's collapsed. Evil tunnel it is then. So they're like, oh, mm-hmm. God, I don't want to go down there. So they go down this tunnel, but then they end up in the tunnel that they were in before where Pap was on the wall. Yeah, but they, he says he's never been there. And, but it's, and they're like, well, is. you have been here because it says that you've mm-hmm. been here. And he's like, I yeah. haven't. I have not been down this tunnel, I'm telling you now. And then they start to hear this phone ringing. And they're like, that's weird. At this point, you'd be like, nope, I'm... I'm going, I'm, yeah. I am leaving by any means. I don't want this stone that much. I'm going to go. I don't want to answer that call. And then he says, because they're like, that's really weird. And he's like, well, there used to be phone lines down here, but the phone companies moved them all because they found an alternative to it, basically. Mm. So they're kind of like, that's really weird. And then they're sort of saying uh, people died and disappeared down here. So they're like, oh, now you're just telling us this. Like, yeah. spit friggin' late. Then they come across a piano and George looks at it and he looks a bit freaked out by it and he's like, they had the exact same one when he was a child and the A4 key on it was broken because they used to play... I can't remember what they said What he said he was playing, but he used to play a tune on it, but he was like, I couldn't because that key was always he stuck. Was broken, yeah. So he decides to give it a go plays this piano and the A4 key's broken and he's like, how is that the exact same piano that I've had in my house? I don't what understand this. Of that? I'd have been off. I'd have been like, no, that's weird. I don't yeah. like it. Then she hears this phone ring again and then sees the phone. So she decides to pick it up and it says, she hears like a voice saying, why won't you talk to me? And she freaks out. And I think that's a dad, mm. a dad's voice. So she's like, nope, nope, that's horrible. Then a man appears which we find out is lit up, and they're like, yep. oh, hello, you're alive, what's so, going on? He's been living down there all this time, I don't think so. Yeah, and then he's like, you shouldn't, he sort of says, you shouldn't be here, you didn't look for me. And they're like, we, we, we did, but we couldn't find you. And then he's like, follow me. So they're like, yeah, all right then. And then the ceiling starts to crack, and they're like, we're in trouble here. It's going yeah. to cave in. And then uh, Latope kind of disappears, but then appears again, like, further ahead. It's really straight. I think he's just a ghost yeah, at this point. He must it's be. strange. And then he basically says, the only way out is down. And they're like, oh, okay. How does that work? That doesn't sound like a good plan. Yeah. They find this sort of well that they decide that they might have to go down. And they drop a stone down to see how deep it is. It's really deep. They're like, I think we can get out via a chamber down there because that's near where the stone is and then we can get out. So they all start abseiling down this well thing. Benji fully just falls down it and cuts all his hands and they're like, oh my God, what's going on? And then they get like their hearing goes and it's like they're underwater. It's really weird. It's strange. Apparently that signifies lust and it's something to do with Minos, but I don't know what that is. I don't know either. But... 
Yeah. It was effective. So they can't hear anything, and then they get this like loud booming noise, and they're all like, oh my god, ah. Mm. It was horrible. And then a little boy appears, and then I'd be like, nope, 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 little boy. Where have you come from, little boy? Yeah, things have gone from bad to worse, haven't they? Yeah, I would just be like, no, I don't like this. And then they're kind of saying, Lachope's acting weird, because he's a ghost, he's acting weird. And then uh, they find, I think they find a door. By this point, they're all really pissed off. Because mm, they're, they're seeing weird shit. Weird. weird shit is going on. They've had to go further down. They're just like, oh my god, I'm sick of this now. Then uh, they find this like wall and she's kind of looking at it. And then she's like, oh, it's a secret door. It's a Ptolemaic hinge. And they're all like, you what? What are you even on about? And then she's kind of like looking at the markings on the wall. This is the made me think of the Goonies. You know, when they're playing that giant button keyboard thing in the goonies yeah i suppose like, yeah it is a bit like that isn't it because yeah. she basically says it works how you pull a stone out but it's got to be the right one and if you don't pull the right one out the ceiling collapse and you die yeah so it's a trap so they're all like well i hope you get it right because i don't want to get squished but she does manage to do it she manages to open it and they're like yes we're on the way to the way out now this is great and they find a tomb where they go through this door and there's a dead knight that's lying on this slab. Yeah, but totally preserved. But totally preserved because they were like, he's been here 700 years and he is absolutely fine. What is actually going on? This is weird. Something mysterious is afoot. And then, uh, yeah, but then she's like, do you know what? We need to go further into this weirdness and they're all like, oh God, really? I don't want to. And then uh, she makes them all turn the lights off because there was something to do with... It was something to do with this passage that she'd read about light. So they turn all the lights off and then you see this, like, pool of water and light coming through it. So she's like, right, well, we need to go in there then. Well, obviously, we need to just go in. And I was thinking about this. I was like, I'd be screwed if that was me because I can't swim. can't swim underwater. I'd never get under there. I don't think I would have made it this. I think I would have decided I just didn't want to be involved in this I think I'd have probably not even gone in after I saw that man who appeared and then disappeared. No. Before they, yeah. Yeah. So she goes, she decides that she's going to swim under this pool. It's like, it reminded me also of the crystal maze for some reason. I don't know. Oh, I was yeah. getting, it was a bit like a sinister crystal maze. I was getting crystal maze vibes, yeah. So she uh, swims under to this other room and they all follow her. I wouldn't. I'd be like, you check it first and mm-hmm. make sure it's safe. But then they follow and they find a room of treasure. And she's like, oh my God, it's real! I found it. And then she, she starts talking about the... There's like two... Is it like two gods or something? And one's like the night and one's the day or something. Something mm. like that. But basically she finds a stone in the wall and she's like, yes, I found the stone. That's Great. It. So she uh, chisels it out, but then realises that that's a trap because the room starts to collapse. So they all manage to escape, luckily. Apart from Susie, she's buried under the rubble. Latope's gone at this point, so I don't know where he went. She's really hurt. And uh, basically her arm gets crushed, so... Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's horrible. So, and then they're like, all our stuff was in that room as well, so we're kind of screwed now because we haven't got anything. stuck. Yeah. So she uh, crumbles a bit of this stone onto her arm and it heals her arm. And they're like, oh my God, it's it's actually real. Yeah, they're like, it's real, like, it's... It's actually working. And then uh, they're kind of trying to find out where they are. And 
they find a symbol on the ceiling that's basically as above, so below. So as I believe to be, so it is. So basically she's saying that the door that was on the ceiling is now on the floor, basically. On the floor. Yeah. So it's like a, it's basically a reverse. It kind of does make sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it kind of does. And then they, they end up going through this door and then they find this passage which says on the, um, it says on the entrance of it, abandon all hope ye you enter here, which apparently is what is written on the entrance of hell, basically, before you go in it. Mm. Yeah. And it's really, really flat. So they all have to crawl in and I think that's like another thing, like you're made to crawl on your belly. To get into mm. hell, basically. Basically, start as you mean to go on. Just get on your belly. Well. So, they end up in the same room, but it's the wrong way around and upside down. So, they're kind of yeah. like, it's it's the same, but also different. It, yeah, it's weird. It's and like then, uh, Papillon's like, are we dead? And she's <laughs> like, no, I don't think no. so. But we do have to keep moving. So, then they have to swim under to get to the other room again. And they start hearing this, like rumbling of demon noises which i'm imagining is the devil because they're oh. in hell at this point and then going outwards oh. the knight is still there but he's really decayed this time mm. and then they find latope who is there who kind of looks quite distressed yeah he's not happy not and happy Susie... he's still the goggles on yeah i think so yeah. Susie goes to see if he's all right and she's like are you all right like you know we've, we've had a bit of a time just checking on you. And she edges closer to him and he basically grabs her and smashes her head on the yeah. floor. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, it's horrible. Oh. So that's obviously the, the violence area of of it. And yeah, so she's... Yeah, her head's been caved in. It's horrible. And then he disappears. And then they're like, use the stone. And she's like, I can't because she's dead. It's not going to work. Mm. Papillon's absolutely devastated. He's upset, isn't he? Yeah. Then they, they're, they're kind of like, we've got to keep going, we've got to get out, we've got to get out of here at this point. Yeah. She sees a noose, like, just hanging from the yeah. ceiling, so and she's like... like, apparitions that they keep mm, seeing, isn't there? It's all, like, all the kind of stuff that they need to deal with that they haven't dealt with yeah. in their lives. So it's kind of like a mirror image of where they've been. They reckon they're about a thousand feet down at this point, and then they have to go down that tunnel again. So Benji's the last one to go down this tunnel and he has the camera and he mm. and he turns the camera because he hears a noise and a woman comes at him which i think is like an apparition of his family that is well she's certainly terrifying. pushes him down this well he falls down there and dies so they're like oh my god he's died now we better keep going again and then they end up crawling through the bones again like they did just at the beginning yeah and George sees a boy in the water because there's like water underneath, and he starts yeah, he shouting. Sort of, it's like a reflection, but he's also under the water. Yeah, he starts shouting yeah. for Danny, which he find out that it was his brother who drowned in a cave. I think he oh. he went to go like find help for him, but he drowned oh. and he didn't get there in time. So obviously that's oh, his that's guilt. Sad, yeah. yeah, that's his guilt that he's yeah. holding on and. And they're basically like, what is happening at this point? Because they don't know what's real. They don't know what's fake. They don't know where they are. They hear this, like, screaming through the tunnels, which is terrifying. I was like, oh, God, I couldn't. It's just, it's, it's a bit like when you go to the the, the, um, the London dungeon, except it's real. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. See, no, I hate stuff like that, where people, like, jump out here and stuff. I can't be doing with that. I don't find it funny. I do not find it funny. And... Um... And I, I want to punch them in the face. The people who are employed to jump out at 
places like that get punched. And I wonder if they're allowed like an afternoon off if they get punched by a scared Maybe. Guest. Yeah, maybe. Because yeah. some people do, like the reaction would be like, ah! Yeah, some people can't help it. If, if someone jumps out at mm-hmm. them, they cannot help themselves. They just like... That's yeah. it. So, so yeah, so they, they, they see this light in the distance, so they go to investigate it, and it's a car on fire with a guy inside who turns out to be the guy at the beginning who told them to go see Papillon. Yeah. He's that guy. How mysterious. So something something happened where this guy got set on fire in a car. Papillon has something to do with it, because I think he must have tried to get him out, and that's why his hand was burnt. Something went badly wrong. Something went that? awry. And he's kind of saying, it wasn't my fault, it wasn't my fault. And then the guy who's in the car just grabs him and pulls him into the car, and the car explodes. So he's dead now. And then all you see, it, it goes really dark, and then the light comes back and all you see is his two legs sticking out of the ground. Yeah. Which is apparently something oh. that happens in hell where people are like upside down and their feet are hanging out. And I was like, that's that's, not, that's grim. Not good. I don't like not it. That's good. That's, what a way to go. I know, right? The rest oh. run off because they're terrified at this point. And they keep hearing like these loud noises and, and like demon noises and stuff. And they have no idea what they're doing. Then there's a person like in a big hood that's sort of creeping across. I don't know if that's meant to be the devil or what, but they're suitably like distressed. It. And then George is at this point, he was like, I'm not sure what if we're going to make it out of here alive, but if anything happens, Turkey was the best week of my life, despite being put in jail, which I thought was quite nice. Then they go past these, they're like stone statues of people in the walls. This scared the shit yeah. out of me when I first watched it. And uh, I I thought at this point what they should have done was form a crocodile and hold hands. Hold hands. <laughs> hold hands and form a crocodile and be safe. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they're walking past these these wall people. Then they come to life. I was terrified. They just leap out of the wall and start biting them and stuff. George is bleeding because he gets bitten by one of these wall people. She tries to use the stone to heal him, but it's not working. And then she kind of realises that this is a fake stone. Yeah. I don't know how she comes to this conclusion, but it's a fake I, stone. I, I didn't quite pick up on that. But was it? Did she pick up the stone from the wrong side? Or it's like a false. It's like a like false that. sort of like false prophety type yeah. deal, I think. And then she's like, "Shit, I need to put it back." She's like, "Right, I'm going back. I'll be back in a minute." And then just runs off. And he's like, "Oh my god, I'm really dying." Mm. Zed's there with him, like, "Oh shit, what what do I do?" So she kind of runs back at full pelt with a camera. She punches the stone people in the face as she leaves. Yeah, well, I was she, like, yeah. yeah she, no mercy for them. Manages to get back to this room to put the stone back and then realises that she needs to take this other one, but then wipes the stone and it's a mirror. So it's mm. like the magic was inside you all this time. Yeah. I didn't like that. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> so she's like, hold on, George. And then she runs back. She sees her dad... And she's like, I'm sorry I didn't pick up the phone. I didn't know you were in that much pain. And then he just disappears. So she's kind of making peace with that Mm. kind of aspect of what is going on. She gets to George, is hanging on, and she grabs him and then heals him because somehow she's magic now. I'm really confused by that whole thing, but she she manages to heal him. It was good that she did. And he he coughs and they're like, we need to get out of here now. Sure do. And then uh, they find... Yeah, they find that big, long well thing. And they're like, I think we need to jump down this. 
or she does she's like we need to jump down this and they're like are you serious i'm not doing that and she's she's like no it's fine it's kind of an upside down thing and we've got to go in it and but then she's like we've got to make peace with everything before we jump down here so then she's like why is your brother haunting you george and she's he's like i couldn't help him i tried to help him and i couldn't and but then it's kind of like well it wasn't your fault you tried you know it was a terrible accident you can't blame yourself kind of thing and they're like you have to let go of everything all these sort of anxieties and fears that you have and then basically make this leap of faith down this tunnel so they all hold hands and after three leap down i'll be like i couldn't do it i'd be too scared uh, well uh, i mean but then if it is probably worse if it meant that i got out of there a, i guess fling myself down a hole falling down a, a, a drop is probably less frightening than the wall people yeah that's it so they they all smash to the floor off this tunnel and then there's no way out anywhere they can see but then they see this sort of round thing Mm. which they push which turns out to be a manhole cover and it's it's a really weird shot where you can see yeah. like the trees and stuff and the sky but they're upside down it's really yeah, cool it's weird so they push it off and then they throw the camera out onto the street but it's upside down and it they kind of climb they climb out of it as if they were upside down if you know what i mean yeah. it's really it's i don't know how they did it but it's that. really cool i really enjoyed it so they get out and they're in the street, and they're like, oh, we're in the street. Thank goodness. And it's night time, and it's all quiet and peaceful, and they're all sort of, they're all out, and they're like, oh, my God, thank God for that. And then, uh, so basically, it's her, George, and Zed that are left. Mm. At this point, Zed just walks off, like, he doesn't say anything he, to him, he just leaves. Don't know words. I'm, like, I'm, le- I'm leaving. I'm done with this. I'm going. Not a fan. <laughs> yeah, um, and then it cuts to the video that she was doing before where she was talking about all her accolades and stuff and then they're like are you are you a treasure hunter and she's like i don't do it for financial gain i do it for uh historical value Mm. i do it to get the truth out of things and like so it's like before they went in kind of get the truth about her own life out of it yeah and it's kind of Mm. yeah it's really weird like she's yeah but it's kind of she's really optimistic about it beforehand before all this kind of stuff had happened and then Mm. you know it's kind of them just in the street like a lot of people have died and they're like oh my god this is terrible didn't go well and, didn't go well. and she didn't really have anything to show for it apart from no. you know a lot of deaths it's really weird but that's it that's the finish that's it Fiend. yeah i liked it i really enjoyed it i i quite liked it but i also wouldn't say it was my fave like i wouldn't class it as like in my favorites yeah i didn't hate it i think it i think for a found footage film it's really really good yeah um yeah I like the the sort of allegory of of Dante's Inferno, and, it, and it's kind of that because like the the sort of way I read it initially, which is kind of the same, I suppose. It's kind of having to face up to things that you don't want to face up to, and deal with mm. those issues before you can move on, basically. But yeah, I didn't. I, I wasn't keen on the sort of you know the magic was inside you the entire time kind of thing. I'm not sure how that... I don't... Yeah, I didn't really read enough about the Philosopher's Stone to kind of understand that, but I'm sure it's for a reason. Yeah, there must be. Mm -hmm. It seems like quite a well-researched film, so I'm sure there's... Yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, like, it it looked good. I feel like the tension was there. It's really interesting. I enjoyed it. It was good. I'd give it a... I'd probably give it a four out of five... Gore probably a two for her face being squished. 
because that was kind of mm, horrible. Yeah, that wasn't very nice. Humor a one. There's like the odd bit, but it's not overly funny. I feel like it's more of a thinking. It's a thinking film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There wasn't a lot. Of, the only humor was humor that we found. Which is always the no, case. We always film. find. Yeah. You always find humor. Always find, find humor. humor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Overall, I definitely recommend it. I think mm. it's it's definitely uh, a good one to watch. Yeah. Cool. What are we doing next week? Next week we're gonna do Hell House LLC, which is another found footage film what's it called hell house llc why is it called llc i don't know ll cool j no wrote it i don't know if it's kind of because it's a the company the company that they have or something maybe was it plc or llc 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 yeah i think it's american i think it's american so it's probably the equivalent of plc Mm. i don't know We'll find out. We will find out. We'll find out next week. So, yeah. So, watch Hell House LLC for next week. And in the meantime, we are on Facebook at Wonderful and Strange. We are on Twitter at WNS Horror Pod. And we're also on the emails at wonderfulandstrange at hotmail.com. Watch, uh, yeah, watch Hell House. Have a good week. Stay safe, everybody. That's it. Stay as safe as possible. Don't go out. Mm-hmm. Don't go out don't, and watch films. Don't even go out. Just watch films. Yeah. I could do with a nice furlough. I'll just watch some films. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Stay safe, everybody, on that note. Bye!